Hi, readers. Welcome to Bookish Live. This episode was recorded during one of our Bookish Society classes. If it sounds like fun, it is. We invite authors to visit whenever they can and also host a big end-of-semester anti-finals week with more visits, games, and giveaways. Check out our second semester offerings at thebookishsociety.com. Hi, I'm Jen Naughton, and this is Bookish Society Secrets. In case you stumbled upon us, here's the sitch. We give you the inside dish, spoilers included, about the latest and greatest new books for kids and teens. Because I live by the mantra, so many books, so little time, I'm using this corner of the internet to boost authors and their stories. Sorry, forgot about that part. That That was me. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. Who's Clementine's mom? Well, Mm -hmm. I don't really know. Uh, she's she doesn't make an appearance in the book oh, oh here's enough here's a bonus one I guess uh okay. is he dead is she dead yeah <laughs> I don't think so I think that she is something very exciting like maybe a time she's traveler like, or an maybe interdimensional she's traveler on the mountains maybe she's beyond yeah. the mountains okay yeah. hey um is there going to be a sequel not as of right now. I'm not, I never say never, but not as of right now. Right now, I feel like the story is complete. The door is open for more adventures, but I feel like the story is complete. Okay. Um, here's the last question. It's number six. I might give you a bonus. Um, why does the Widow Woods, it's, it's you. Why does the Widow Woods' youth need powdered unicorn horn? Well, that's one of the the sort of traditional powers of unicorns and and their horns is is healing and and sometimes immortality. And so she uses the powdered unicorn horn to keep herself young and healthy forever. Okay, here's a bonus question. Okay, then we should really probably- Yeah, then we're gonna let somebody else ask questions. (laughs) There's a bonus question. (laughs) Did you know of a more unicorns? What was the last question, Elena? One more time. What are more unicorns? Are there more unicorns? Yeah, like- I think there are a few. They are very, very rare and certainly none within, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles of of where Clementine is living. Okay, but why was there a unicorn stampede then? Well, (laughs) so that was that was one unicorn sort of making herself appear as as many unicorns and manifesting as many unicorns. But she is she's just very powerful. But she is still the one unicorn. I see some other hands, and so I think it would be awesome. I've I've seen Heidi, I've seen Omri, and I've seen Abby. Shall we go to Heidi first? I feel like maybe I saw her first. You need to unmute her though, Jen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I didn't hear you. I have a question. Why is there swords on the cover? So the swords on the cover here, I can bring it up just in case other people don't remember. The swords on the cover are from when Clementine and the black sheep go to visit the lady of the lake and 
she has somewhat of a tradition of throwing swords out of the lake in the hope that a hero will catch them and go and perform great deeds with the sword she has given them. And so there are tons of swords all around this lake that she's always trying to get people to catch. Uh, and so that's what all the, the swords are for. <laughs> that was a kind of funny detail. Yep. <laughs> that's cool. It's really cool. And I have one more question. What's your question, Heidi? How long did it take you to write the book? Oh, well, see, that is a difficult question when it comes to books that get published because publication can actually take a really long time. I did, I looked this up and I wrote it down because I had a feeling somebody was going to ask me. <laughs> um, so let's see, I wrote the very, very, very beginning of the book in about December of 2016. So quite a number of years ago. And then I didn't write, yeah, it was a while ago. And then I didn't start writing it sort of in earnest until about July, 2017. And then it wasn't published until October, 2019. So I would say that to get a good first draft, it took me about 10 months. Um, and then after that, yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> and then you don't just do one draft, right? You revise your work and you do multiple drafts. I did multiple drafts by myself. And then I work with an editor who is the person at the publishing company whose job it is to make my book better. <laughs> and so I work with them. And so all in all, like it took, you know, from 2017 until basically until 2019 for the book to be published. So a little over two years. It takes a while. Two years? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I thought it would take me like a month. <laughs> that would be great if it only took a month. I wish it only took a month. So I think the other thing that's important to understand is that I don't write all the time. That's not my only job, too. I also work full time. I imagine, you know, just like your teacher. Jen works and <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of your parents have like jobs outside the house and stuff too so I do that for most of the day and then writing books is something I do usually in the evenings or on the weekends and things like that so that makes it take a little longer too I imagine if I had all day I'd probably write a couple more books <laughs> that makes sense all right yeah. I think Omri's next right yeah mm -hmm. What was your inspiration for the Widow Witch and the way she has like the dolls and she whittles them away? I have no idea where that came from, to be honest <laughs> with you. I think I have like a thing for creepy puppets. Like I, I just have like a creepy puppet thing. In the my first two books that I wrote, the Karma and Grit books, uh, there's a nice lady in there uh, called Madame Euphemia, but she also has like a creepy puppet collection. And I don't know, I just think they're they're kind of scary and, and creepy. And basically I had envisioned what was happening to Lord Elithor, which was that he was being slowly whittled away, essentially. I envisioned that first. And then I thought, well, what kind of character is gonna make that happen? And then I came up with a Whittle Witch because I also think that Whittle Witch sounds funny. So yeah. <laughs> it all worked out. Yeah. Sorry, my, my cat has come to join us. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Passing by. Um, how many cats do we have, Dad? 
Oh, gosh. We have an off cats. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Abby, did you have a question? Yes. Go ahead. Yes, I did. <laughs> did yes, you lose I it? Do. <laughs> I do have a question. Um, oh, no. I I've forgotten it. We uh, can come back to you, too, if you want time to think about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, the pressure. You wait so long, I, and then I it's was, gone. I was thinking about the question about, is there going to be another one? Because they're going over the mountain, and, and then it just ends. <laughs> I know. I yeah. know. It's like Listen to this joke. It's no. a cliffhanger. Oh, Get okay. it? Because mountains have cliffs. That's a bad one. I love it. I think that it is a new beginning for them, but it's also like the ending of a chapter in their lives and the ending of this particular story. And so I think sometimes new beginnings can also be endings. And so that's why I did that. And I wanted to give them a fresh start so that even if I don't come back to that world, I know that they're doing okay. I'm trying to remember my question. Okay. <laughs> so I'll ask a question. What kind I of books did you like to read, Sarah, when you were younger? Were you reading like scary puppet books? <laughs> I don't know where the scary puppet <laughs> came from. I, I wish I did. Um, no, I was a big Harry Potter fan when I was younger. I think that was probably like the biggest influence on me, I'd Maybe. say in in middle school, I was reading um, Garth Nix's Old Kingdom trilogy. Maybe uh, got inspired by the Mandrake. The Mandrake, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. I did. I did learn about Mandrakes from Harry Potter. I and then my question. Yeah, we do. Kind of like puppets. Okay. Is that too loud? All right, Abby. No, it's good. Um, why did you um use other fairy tales? and other shows like The Mandrake, um, Sleeping Beauty, and um, something else because in the beginning, um, um, what was her name? <laughs> um, Clementine? Clementine. Um, in the beginning, Clementine said that her father told her that she had been under a sleeping spell when she was young as as a um um that's like an it's an allusion to sleeping beauty yes <laughs> um so i guess an answer to your question i've just always been very tickled by the idea that all fairy tales take place in the same world i just think that that's funny um and so I decided to set Clementine in this world where all fairy tales are true. <laughs> and um, so that's where that came from. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your question. Did I interrupt you in the middle of your question? Please continue. No, I was going to make like a little funny joke for all the Harry, po Harry Potter fans. Well, what is ahead. it? I want to hear it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. I've always wanted I've always wanted some of those. I should get I should get some. I always loved Luna. She was one of my favorite characters. I also have Luna's my favorite is Bellatrix. 
I don't know what she's, she's looking scary. at. <laughs> well, from a girl who likes to call herself Maleficent, so. Yeah, it tracks. <laughs> what? The evil characters are always the best ones. Okay, so who did you like in this book the best then? Mm, little witch. See? What? Evil people are the coolest. I bet I bet evil people are fun to write. Yeah. yeah. Are they, Sarah? And yeah, then, they are fun then, to write. And, and then the villain blew up the house. <laughs> what the yeah. It's just, it's just fun. Because you yeah, can have them do things like blow up the house, he said. They can yeah, like, do anything because they're evil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's there's not, there's that no I limits. And well, it's something that I wanted to explore in this book was to see like what rules are even fairy tale villains bound by. <laughs> yeah, sure. Villains <laughs> so don't have rules. <laughs> no. Except for the except for one rule. You have to be evil to be a villain. Well, I think that that's something that I explore in this book too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there, are the, there are the three rules of evil doing. Yes. What are the three rules of evil doing? Um, yeah. never travel back in time, never raise the dead, and never kill your friends. <laughs> wait, wait! I didn't say the last one correctly. Never, ever kill your I, that is really impressive. I have to admit never, that even I had to think for a second. <laughs> I had yeah. to try to remember what they were, but then I, I remembered. That was good. <laughs> you know it better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a while. They just read it, so yes, it, it <laughs> it's has all fresh been a in while. their minds. All right, Maleficent. My question is: I have two questions. Okay. What was your well, three actually. What was your? Did you have a base for your story? Like, did you read a book and then want to write a story like that? Well, I think when you write a book, you're inspired by lots of different things, and you're inspired by lots of different books and movies, and you know, books you've read, movies you've seen, TV shows you've seen, and so I think you take just like little bits and pieces that you might want to incorporate and, and then you kind of make it your own from there. Um, so for example, there's a really, really bad movie called The Secret of Moonacre. That sounds is, good. It I does like, sound good, but unfortunately like it's really bad. I like movies that other people say are bad. I also like eating things that, ev that my mother, father, and sister both think are disgusting all think are disgusting. Well, you just gotta be you. Um, but so there's this really bad movie called The Secret of Moonacre. And in The Secret of Moonacre, there is a unicorn tsunami. <laughs> like there are unicorns that like come out of the ocean waves. And I thought that was so cool that I was like, I wanna have a unicorn avalanche. <laughs> so it's more like you take little elements of things that you like and you use those to inspire you to create your own thing. What was a your unicorn explosion, like a volcanic eruption of unicorns. <laughs> that was <laughs> really violent, but basically. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's a violent one. If you're going to make another book, here's an idea. Yeah, I'm very sorry, but I can ideas from other people. It wouldn't be right. <laughs> you have to write well, your I'm own just, book. I just wanted to tell you an idea I have. That I want 
and I see something like in some other books so I don't have to do myself because usually I can't find a way to incorporate it in things that I write so that's something that you're gonna get better at though it just takes practice and it takes like growing up a little bit and stuff but it'll happen trust me (laughs) here's my idea instead of a volcano that shoots lava it forms unicorns that would be quite a volcano it would be I think the internet would really like that. Just that imagery of a volcano with unicorns coming right. out. I can see the gifs already. You need, <laughs> like, rain, you need right? rainbow shooting out too. Like ice yep. cream cones and unicorns and rainbows. And, and candy yep. and, and donuts ice cream. and ice cream. And Harry yeah. Potter books. And Harry Potter books. <laughs> Harry Potter oh, is the best. Actually, Bellatrix is the best, but the series is the best. Okay. I have all seven Harry Potter books, and my mom and dad got them all when they were young. Yeah. Wow. That makes me feel old. (laughs) (laughs) I have my own series, and I've already read them all, and I'm rereading them. Also, on to my last question. Okay. Um, I don't mean to make it sound mean or anything, but... Um, the beginning, at first, I didn't really understand. I know it just, it's a way to just throw you into the story so you get invested in it easily. But why did you decide to start, like, there was a book before it and it was a cliffhanger? Not my joke kind. Because in the beginning, it says Clementine's father had been getting less. I, for, I don't know how it was said, but something like was, was getting less and less of a chin or something. Or a nose or a weaker something. chin and came to dinner with surprisingly noseless like that. Yeah. Uh, that was just the very first scene that I envisioned. That was the very first... Um, part of the book that I ever wrote and it never really changed much after that I just thought it was a very striking image (laughs) to open up with and it was a way to kind of grab people into the book and then once I've grabbed them then I can go into a little bit more detail and I can explain you know a little bit more about what's going on but that's kind of just the way to grab people and I think mostly it does I'm sorry it confused you a little bit but (laughs) It's okay. I've just never read a book like that before. Because I usually read books where they tell you what's going on at first. Yeah, well, you're going to encounter more and more of that as you read harder and harder books, too. So you'll get used to it, too. Yeah, it's it's pretty common. My favorite literature device, like, in the beginning, it's like, and then the rock fell. Blackness. (laughs) Yeah, you just made that up. I don't think that's ever happened. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe in some book. Good opening sometime. line. You should start a story with that as the opening line. Yeah. <laughs> then you can give it to Story Pirates. What Story Pirates? Oh, it's a podcast. It's oh, a cool. Podcast where um kids write stories and send it to them, and then they modify it and add like voices to it, and it has stories. Two in each. Oh, that is awesome. I'm actually going to write that down because I think it's so cool. (laughs) I know. 
<laughs> I would I would like to write a story that they you know put voices to and everything. That'd be so cool. No, but only for kids. I know. I'll send it to one of you. <laughs> no. Well, cheat. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll definitely check that out. It's, it's really cool. There's one that, that sounds off. super awesome. Just act like this. I'm a kid. Look, yeah, I'm exactly. <laughs> no one There's will know. Well, they have made there have been audiobooks of my books, and that's like kind of similar. They're not. I'm listening not exactly to the audiobook the of Clementine. Yeah. yeah, you know what's weird is like the audiobook narrator does a really great job, but I cannot listen to it it like freaks me out to listen to it <laughs> because I never quite realized how much I read I read the book in my own voice like I hear my own voice when I read it and when I was writing it and then to hear someone else reading it and making different inflections and things like that it's a little bit weird for my brain so the yeah, the narrator does wonderfully but it's very weird for me <laughs> I could see that, yeah. yeah. Um, There's another podcast that's all that is um, science. Yeah. It's called Wow. And no, there's a lot of good ones out there. I listen to a lot of podcasts. There's another one that's for that has like stories for every single one. It's called Circle Around. That's three podcasts. Oh, wow. <laughs> Plus, Jen, you have a podcast. Plus, I have a podcast. That's true. Which I so have got, been on. You can go back yeah. and listen to uh, me interview Sarah on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I think we've got, oh, we've there's got the volcano. The, the book volcano. The I like that. The volcano's already happening. Volcano? No. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Nice. And look at my soul. Yeah, I see your shirt. I asked a lot of questions. That's, That's amazing. awesome. That is an awesome shirt. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever seen one in real life? No, I haven't. So really cute. too. A lot of I don't want to see on my screen. Can I see on my screen? No, we're not going to share screens today, Elena. I want to show. I know. I'll draw. I'm gonna. I, why can't I sell my screen? Hey, Zeev, you've been super quiet. Did you have a question? No. Okay, just checking. I just didn't want to leave you out. All right, anything else, kids? You think of anything? You guys have any questions about writing, about publishing books, about this book? <laughs> Maleficent. What is your favorite character in your book? In this book? I mean, it's a boring answer, but I probably have to say Clementine. <laughs> it's not boring. <laughs> you know, she's, she's just my favorite, and I really oh, Yeah, you spent the most writing. time writing her. Yeah, I did spend the most time writing her, and I, I enjoy the journey that she goes on. And then probably my second most favorite character is Darka. Because uh, she was the second character that I envisioned, and she's the reason there are unicorns in the book. Because as soon as I came up with her, I knew that she was a unicorn huntress, and I thought, well, if I've got a unicorn huntress, I need unicorns. You've <laughs> yeah, got another question. Darka West Starzik, the exact Heidi. Yes. 
Do you, do you have any more like do you, how many books do you have at home as copy as a copy oh like how many copies of clementine do i have probably like two dozen including the <laughs> because <laughs> because um your publisher gives me some for free and then um i will give them away like as raffle prizes if I do an event or if I do an in-person school visit I might give one away um or just like to friends and family and stuff um and then also that's paperback and hardcover versions combined so especially not like that many but it's kind of a lot <laughs> so later in the year we're gonna read Carver and Grit so I didn't know Sarah if you want to tell them a little bit about it they could get the intro from you Oh yeah, so uh, Karma and Grit, the first book is called The Wing Snatchers and the coolest part about it is the cover, I swear, because these are cats. Can you tell? Like there's the ear and there's the tail. Now I looping see it. Up. Oh, yeah. I can see it now. It's so cool. Once you see it, you can never yeah. not be the cat. Yeah. Um, the tail kind of, once I you see, see them. You'll, you'll see it when you look at it later you'll see them because there's the eye uh, and the oh, ear and yeah. the curving and the tails and there's on the other side anyway it's so cool i love this this part so much anyway uh karma and grit is about a magician's apprentice named karma and a one-winged fairy princess named grit who sort of team up together to solve a magical mystery and try and save all the fairies and their city uh and it's very different from clementine <laughs> it is very different that's why yeah. that's why we picked both yeah thank you for reading both. yeah 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 all right um, we only have a few more minutes you guys so um amri go next and then oh uh, why did you do the chapters with two names because it was like people with hyphenated names or the importance of not going out into the woods. So that's kind of a, it is sort of like an old timey convention that some older books would have like a title and then a subtitle or a story would have a title and a subtitle. And um, I just thought it was funny. It was, it was another thing that I thought was cool that I would just like yeah. out of the air. And I just thought it was funny. It was so, um, it made the book more alive. Thank you. <laughs> Cause like the 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 um, this is the chapter's name. Why do you do that? And then, and then it makes it like that's like the big bold name. And then there's like or why don't you go and play with your friend? Like yeah, the like, subheadings are like my internal monologue. <laughs> Abby, yes, I see your hand. Um. I think I just forgot my question. Oh no! Oh, Steve, do you have a question? Uh, just write yeah? it down. Why, why did you put the wiggle witch's? Wait. Why did you put the hedge witch's camp in the book? Well, I thought it was important that not all the witches be evil, <laughs> and because I wanted to have lots of different kinds of people with lots of different points of view and. I wanted what Clementine had learned about witches to not be entirely true. That's and so if there are good witches, if there are bad witches, then there should be good witches and there should be witches in between. <laughs> I'm normal that. witches. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've, remembered, like, I've remembered my question. Okay. What's your question? Um, 
Why did you um, give a backstory, like a whole entire backstory that is split into pieces for Darkwood Harzak? <laughs> <laughs> for Darkwood Harzak. Um, yeah, I just really wanted to develop her as like one of the principal characters. And I also felt that you needed to know her backstory in order to understand why she was doing the things that she was doing and why she was making the choices she was making in the novel. Why was she hunting unicorns? Why was she lying to Clementine? Why was she there in the first place? And it flowed better in the story to sort of tell that in little chunks so that by the time you get to the end, the reader has all the information that they need to know, but you haven't like dumped it on them all in one go. <laughs> Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> We want to avoid the info dump. <laughs> so unlike Harry Potter, yours is is more like you get to figure it out as you go. And it's more of something that the readers can experience and actually figure out for themselves. And Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say you can figure you out everything, but I think that is interesting. And that's something I've noticed about Harry Potter, too. And it's a, just a different way of constructing a story. Um, you know, like some authors just want to give you more information and then some want it to be like a little bit more of a surprise. But that definitely is like something I've noticed about Harry Potter is that like very often the reader does not have all the information necessary in order to like solve the mystery or know what's happening next and stuff um so I think it's, it's a balance and it you know just has to do with how the author wants to tell the story and what works for that particular story yeah that makes sense yeah and someone well, looking chat <laughs> you guys <laughs> I like how this is a whole generation of multitaskers <laughs> yeah <laughs> whoa I mean, I can only do this. This is all that I, I know. I'm like, I'm <laughs> concentrating right here. <laughs> He's making the amazing like book unicorn volcano. And I'm like, this is all I can do. <laughs> it's a good thing they're going to be in charge when we're old. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys are um, very capable. Yeah, all right. Any other questions? So for... Yeah. Um, yeah, this is the ta-da. <laughs> ta-da. That's, That's not amazing. a question. That's a presentation. That's amazing. <laughs> That's you should like scan that or take a picture and send it. Uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll um, have your mom take a picture and then we'll we'll get it yeah. to Sarah. Yeah, I'd love that. It'd be awesome. I keep telling them they're always drawing during class. I said I should do like a yearbook or something where it's like everybody sends me their drawings and we put them like in one giant book. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And I totally am a big supporter of like doodling while class time is happening. Oh, me too. Yeah, I'm all about that. Oh, I school, my teachers would be against that. Yeah, but this that's isn't like, regular school. It's a bookish school. Yeah. I mean, I'm school. sitting here doodling and I'm in charge. So. No. <laughs> well, I hope oh, you guys, that's awesome. I hope that you Matthew. enjoy Karma and Grit when you read it in a little bit. And maybe you'll have me back next time yeah. we can talk about that. We'll see. We um, can rake you over the coals. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I think it'll that'll actually be interesting. And I wonder if you'll pick up on it. I Because obviously, um, Karma and Grit was my first book. And then Clementine is my third book. And I okay. certainly felt that I grew as a writer, too. 
And so, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if you guys can tell. Clementine's my third book. Carmen and Grit uh, has, has two books, two books yeah. but oh. um, yeah, it has two. Um, I, I think two. you guys are probably just reading the first one. Yeah. Which is fine. That's all you that's all you need. <laughs> okay, they can read the second one on their own. Yeah. And also I don't know if there's gonna be more Karma and Grit books oh, too. Okay. It's like my curse. <laughs> oh gosh. So are you so, working on a book now? Yes, I am working on another uh, middle grade fantasy novel. It's called well, right now, it's called The Demon Sword Asperities. And it is about a two thousand year old demonic sword nice <laughs> uh, it's, about a sword? <laughs> it's about a sword uh who can talk and and move around and he sort of has to he he tricks a young aspiring knight into into picking him up and going on a mission with him and so they have to and then together they have to sort of fight go on this quest to stop an evil zombie knight from cutting a hole in the universe and letting all the demons out of the underworld. Uh, so it's got a lot of action. It's got like way more action than Clementine and a lot of fight scenes and a lot of like castle invasion and stuff awesome. like that too. It's um, yeah, it's, it's really fun. And I'm not quite sure when that's coming out. Um, it, my publisher wants it. Uh, so it's under contract, but probably not gonna come out until 2023 or so when you guys may or may not still want to read it we'll see <laughs> oh i think they will i think they will. i'll be right back i'll be right back okay okay what um, was your inspiration for her secret garden oh gosh <laughs> um the secret garden <laughs> the, <laughs> there's a book oh. called there's a book called the secret yes. garden i've read it yeah, yeah, <laughs> like mm -hmm. th that is it. That's it. The secret garden. Yeah, just and also I think like everybody, it's always really nice to like have a place where you can go, where you feel like safe and nurtured, and where you can like practice your art and be yourself. Um, and so I think that the secret garden is that place for Clementine. But yeah, I was also just very much inspired by the secret garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I would have guessed. And I would have thought, no, it's got to be deeper than that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Jen, you should know by now. I, I am not a deep person. <laughs> okay. No, but your, your, your stories are so funny and so exciting. That's why we oh, had to pick both you. books. We had ah, to. Thank you. Had I to. hope you enjoy both of them. Um, so I don't know. I thought I was here. Yeah, you here have to go. I do have to go. I'm sorry. No, that's it's okay. Really to talk to all of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's go. okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, enjoy. I, I'm so glad you enjoyed Clementine. And thank you for reading. And I hope you enjoy Carmer and Grit. Okay. Yeah. Bye, guys. Okay, bye, Sarah. Thank you. Bye. 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 I'll definitely send you a picture. Okay, so um, how was that? Good, awesome. Uh, I kind of want. Yeah, it's a, it's evolved. Great. Yeah. So we uh, should get should we get more authors to come talk to you? Yes, but we're still. Yes, I can draw a picture. I'm very. I I love art. Yeah, I love art too. You guys have to start um, sending me all your pictures, and then I think we should do that. We should bind them all together and make like a bookish yearbook. 
That would be so cool. Um, excuse me. We're still being recorded. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at bookish underscore society and on Twitter at bookish society. And of course, on our website, thebookishsociety.com. Thanks again to Chris Rieger for his audio engineering magic. 